live. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what is up? I So I went to the movies yesterday because yeah. it is – I, my local theater still does um, discount movie Monday. It used to be $5. Now it's 8 But you get a free small popcorn. So still very well worth it. Um, I don't know if that's a thing <laughs> in Cincinnati at all. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it feels small towny, <laughs> which I, I don't live in like a small town, but I don't live in a big city either. Um, packed. It is cinema back. We went... I usually just buy my ticket there because unless it's like a big Marvel movie, everybody's talking about like infinity war or something. You just buy my ticket there because it never sells out. Mm -hmm. We went to go see Barbie. My fiance got in a pink dress, pink sunglasses, everything. And Barbie was sold out. So she wore that outfit to go see Oppenheimer. (laughs) I'm sure there were plenty of people doing like the double header going to both movies that weekend. Barbenheimer. Right. Right. That was too much. It's too much. Oppenheimer's three hours. (laughs) You know what? But was it a three-hour movie that didn't feel like a three-hour movie? Yes, I think so. I do remember uh, what it feels like the climax of the movie happens at about the two-hour mark. And I remember kind of looking at my phone like, wow, is is this almost over? Oh, we got another hour. (laughs) But really good. Nine out of ten. Not my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. It's definitely one that I'm probably not rewatching, even though I said like nine out of 10, one, three hours long Two, I mean, it's a historical biopic. There's no like big twist that makes you go like, whoa, I got to watch this again with that in mind. Um, unlike my favorite, second favorite Christopher Nolan movie, The Prestige. Uh, have you seen The Prestige? No, I'm a feeling oh my God. when it comes to movies. I'm not even going to. Hugh, Hugh Jackman and um, Christian Bale are stage magicians. Okay. And I love it. it, it it's it's very serious, uh, but there's twists, turns. I like that premise didn't speak to me at all. Other than I was like, nah, I like Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, and I like Christopher Nolan. So I, I watched it and I was like, blown away. And I think it's my second favorite because I had the lowest expectations. Um, I haven't seen every one of them. I posted on Twitter and everybody's yelling at me to go see Memento, which I have not seen. But I like it more than Interstellar and Inception, which are commonly two people's favorites. And if I wasn't such a nerd, it'd be number one. But I love batman in the dark knight so that's gonna take number one for me but have you seen either barbie or oppenheimer no my parents went to watch uh, barbie and my mom told me i need to go watch it so i I hear it's really good i know it's more i think people are thinking it's gonna be the barbie pink everything is just fun but it actually tells a really good story so i am mm-hmm. going to go see it at some point i actually want to see both movies uh, but it's really cool honestly back, back. They said the box office was crazy all over the United States, so that's awesome. Um, the the Barbie one, yes. Both, uh, right? Oppenheimer, op- yeah. For for like a rated R three hour movie, Oppenheimer's yeah. doing insane. Mm-hmm. But if you just like look at the numbers, it's like I think Oppenheimer's like fifty million opening, which or sixty somewhere around there. But that which is great for what it is. But Barbie's like three hundred million or something. <laughs> like mm-hmm. let's not compare these head to head. One of these is PG and <laughs> like. Uh, a clean two hours and the other one's a three hour movie that you gotta be ready for i was proud i did not take a bathroom break so i missed none of the movie uh yeah great movie there's uh, i won't talk about it i don't want to spoil it's not really a spoiler but it just 
somebody an actor showed up near the end i'll let you whenever you see it mm -hmm. i think you'll know it. okay if you ever if when you see it i think you'll know what i mean but near the end there's a interesting actor that showed up that kind of took me out of the movie similar to interstellar sorry to spoil a 10 year old movie but when topher grace who is eric foreman shows up in interstellar i just kind of went what <laughs> what is eric foreman doing here <laughs> it took me out of the movie a little bit but there was one of those in oppenheimer which there's a ton of actors that you kind of go like i know that guy but this one was so much of like that's <laughs> blank no i absolutely love it and my favorite thing about it is I wish we would have had a whole movie segment this summer because there wasn't a whole lot going on for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now we get these two movies that come out. There's plenty to talk about there. And then there's news Cinema everywhere. Back. Especially these are original movies too. Like, I don't know if Barbie's going to become a franchise of some sort. Yeah. That's how like everything goes. But it was kind of cool that it wasn't like, like all the other movies that came out this summer. And I appreciate all these franchises, but mm -hmm. like Indiana Jones 5, Fast 10, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, all these things are like, they're part of something bigger. And this is just like, hey, here's two original movies that are really well made and just come out. You know what I need to see back though? We'll f end the cinema segment probably soon because this isn't why people are tuning in. There's actually news to get to. We do actually have things to talk about, but we have more. What I want to see come back, and I didn't go see the Jennifer Lawrence one, but I want to see a return of like the in like in cinema comedy i feel like that just doesn't exist anymore where you just go for like a 90 minute funny movie you know like when talladega nights and those things those things came out like those are now like direct to streaming service movies and mm -hmm. that kind of gets lost for me i don't know i want to see a return of that because the last ones i remember were game night and tag those came out like the same time and i thought those were both hilarious i didn't see them in theaters though, so i'm a bad fan but i want to see a return of that i feel like we don't get that anymore we don't we don't but um it is kind of wild we had plenty to talk about with the movie weekend but there's also a lot going on in cincinnati uh the rookies and quarterbacks reported over the weekend of course joe burrow was there and uh, he's kind of been in the news over the last couple of days. The body armor deal, endorsement deal. Joe doesn't do a lot of endorsements, and uh, he announced one today, which is good for him. You know, get that get that money on the side before you sign your big contract, too. Um, contract talk has been a topic of conversation because it's the one time a year that we hear from Mike Brown ownership. Um, we heard from Duke Tobin. Of course, we'll hear from Zach Taylor plenty this season, but heard from him, offensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. And it's just what they do the Monday before they start training camp. When this podcast comes out, it'll actually be the first day of training camp for the full team. We'll get to all the, the defensive side of the players, players who will be back for training camp. But first, I want to start with Joe Burrow because Mike Brown talked. And I would say some of the clips that were out on social media yesterday. A lot of people were getting discouraged. They were feeling like, oh, they're not going to spend the money to keep everybody, and it's just going to be this or that. And I feel like overall Mike Brown was the same person he is every year, and he didn't really say too much, and that isn't a bad thing when they have said both sides are keeping things quiet when it comes to the Joe Burrow extension. Yeah, um, and I think the Burrow extension – is clearly going to be on a lot of minds because right as we record, Justin Herbert signs a five-year, $262.5 million deal. So now with Hertz and Herbert signed, you've got the benchmark. I do think I've always thought because of his playoff success mm -hmm. and even the regular season success, if you just look at pure numbers, I think you're what people don't love, the analytics community doesn't love. But when you look at like 
passer rating and passing touchdowns and interceptions and all of that. Uh, you, you're looking at Burrow probably the best of those three. And then you add in, he went to a Super Bowl. He's had a lot of success in the playoffs. He's shown up in big moments. I think that leads to him being the most expensive of the three. Mm-hmm. But I need to look up Jalen Hurts' deal. But I'm surprised that Herbert signed kind of much under what I was expecting because I thought these guys were all going to try to push for 55 a year. Um, which five two sixty two? That's point five. I'm just deleting. I'm just doing quick math, real quick, not in my head because that's difficult. But that's fifty two, fifty two and a half million dollars or so um, per year. That's under what I thought. I thought it was going to be fifty five a year plus, and then Burrow would be the most expensive, which could push you to fifty seven or even sixty if the market went that way. Uh, I don't think he's going to push for $60 million a year anymore. Now, with the Bengals, sometimes you pay a little extra per year because they don't give all the guarantees, but I think they're going to give the guarantees to Burrow. Mm -hmm. That's like if this was about pretty much any other position, maybe not Jamar Chase. I think he'll get all his guarantees as well. But if this was about T. Higgins, maybe you're thinking like, okay, well, um, similar receiver. Jalen Waddell signed – uh 23 a year or something you might go like well i think t is gonna push 25 just because waldo's probably getting more guaranteed money um but yeah where i am on the herbert thing was ooh, that's it i feel like five 275 that feels like a layup to me like i i'm taking that i'm taking that easy well, it's it kind of it benefits the Cincinnati Bengals. I will say that obviously Joe was going to get paid more than than Justin Herbert, but I will say it benefits them that Justin really didn't see a lot of playoff success. So I'm sure the Chargers yes. should have kind of put that in there too. And and I'm not you know Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. He's I, I don't really want to rank where he is right now in the NFL, but some people might think he's a top five quarterback, and I don't think that's a hot take at all. Uh, but he's a really good quarterback. But I think that benefits because that number's going to be right there, and then tomorrow. Joe shows up to Paycor Stadium and he's like, all right, it's my number. And they've had these discussions for months. They've been going on since they were allowed to have the discussions in January. They've been behind closed doors. They've been professional on both sides of the ball. And honestly, you can say the same thing about Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts. Um, they were really quiet how, how all the quarterback deals have been able to get done on both sides of the ball. And that's totally fine. But I agree with you. When I saw, I was kind of, because I knew as soon as Adam Schefter, because I have the Adam Schefter and Ian Rapp report notifications on right now. And as oh, soon as I saw the little alert thing, I said, it's going to be Justin. And I was afraid to look at the number because I'm like, oh, no, what is it? What is it? Because obviously Joe's going to get more than that. But at the same time, we've said it on this podcast, Joe deserves every dime. Joe doesn't doesn't need to take a hometown discount just so the rest of the team can get paid. Maybe Joe wants to. Joe was on NFL Live today. He doesn't do a whole lot of interviews, and he doesn't really talk about this much. We've heard Jamar Chase say it during the Super Bowl um, media days when he was there uh, in Arizona. But Joe says, I am confident we'll be able to keep everybody. And that, he didn't have to say that. He could have said, you know, some other words or, you know, I feel good about it. But he said, I feel confident we'll be able to keep everybody about an hour and a half ago on NFL Live. And that's coming from the guy who is the domino effect of how all the other extensions are going to work. So I thought that was huge. You, you see that you see Justin Herbert's deal. It really just feels like a matter of time, 
maybe it's days, maybe it's the end of the week, or maybe it's tomorrow right before camp starts. But it really does feel like this is this is going to happen really, really soon for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, um, I think the Joe Burrow thing is interesting because it comes right after Mike Brown kind of was not completely dismissive, but throwing a little cold water on a T Higgins extension, just like, well, we'll see type thing, which doesn't mean no, but it doesn't mean yes. Or it doesn't feel like, Oh wow. They must be close. <laughs> yep. It, it feels like T has a number. The Bengals have a number. They're not meeting right now. It doesn't mean they're super far away, but it just means that they're not, it's not done. Um, and then Burrow says he feels confident to keep everybody. You want to keep the quarterback of, the next hopefully 20 years 15 i don't know yeah. quarterbacks are playing longer and longer every all the time all these they're not allowed to take hits and whatnot so they could extend their careers like that um but at least 10 well at least six probably because he's gonna sign a five-year extension mm -hmm. uh, but i want to say like 10 15 more years of joe burrow you want to keep him happy and it feels to me like you to keep him happy you can you can let Boyd go, which I think we're all expecting mm -hmm. after this year because you drafted Charlie Jones and a, a third wide receiver. You don't need a super high end guy there. It's a luxury and it's nice to have, but that's with the rookie contracts, not with all the guys get paid. Um, it feels like he's putting a little bit of pressure on Mike Brown in the front office to sign T Higgins, which he did do with Jesse Bates, but not as much just like a pay Jesse Bates. He's a good player type thing. This feels more like, Oh yeah, they're going to keep everybody. Right. And they kind of like look over at, at Mike Brown, even though the deal's not done, like, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll keep everybody <laughs> publicly just trying to say like, do that to keep me happy and want to stay in Cincinnati. And look, they love paying wide receivers. So it's possible. I mean, you look back and they didn't pay um, Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu after 2015. Uh, T.J. Hushmanzada eventually left to Seattle mm -hmm. at some point. I don't remember the exact thing there, but um, make the change. Make the change and pay the three most talented guys on the entire team, probably, at least for the next – if you're projecting for the next five years, I think these are your three blue-chip players. Um DJ Reader, currently a blue chip guy at nose tackle. But if you're looking three years in the future, you're probably going like, eh, maybe just below that. Maybe, maybe, you know, like there could be a little regression on its way, even though I think he'll be good for a while. Uh, but yeah, do you think he's putting any pressure on the Bengals front office or do you just feel like he's just going like, yeah, he legitimately just feels confident they will pay everybody? I'm going to tease that because we have less than a minute in this first segment and there's more I want to talk about with the whole wide receivers paying them. And then we're going to get to Cheeto. Really good news for him today. Um, really exciting stuff before they hit the field for training camp. He was cleared uh, to be determined on what that looks like. Is he going to take it light? Is he going to go full go when it comes to those training camp reps? But we'll have more next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.